0: I just want to talk about steroids. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, was that on? We'll have to edit that out. Remind me to edit out the steroids part. But is that true? What? What is, is what true? No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> apple pie and hot dogs here. Let's do it. Let's make a podcast. What are we going to talk about in the podcast? no No supplements supplements Supplements. (laughs) of which steroids are one all right class
1: class
0: supplementation everybody's favorite false god within fitness supplements if i just take these pills if i just take these magic beans i really can do anything it'll boost my immunity for sure so i'll be resistant to pandemics and i'll be jacked that's all I have to do is take take some of these things, easy breezy.
1: Pretty sure that's not how it works.
0: Not how it works. No, Pretty sure it is. All right. Well, sure. let's we're gonna hash that out hard over the next twenty nine minutes or so. Supplements, the name of the game. Why don't you lead us off? Tell us a little bit about why you'd like to talk about supplements.
1: Why I want to talk about supplements? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was not my choice. Yeah, it was my choice. idea, so I feel like so, I should talk. Yeah. all right, right.
0: Why don't you tell us
2: why we want to talk about supplements? Because um, I think there is a lot of uh, myths maybe out there about them, or people have heard a lot of different things and they don't necessarily know what they do and don't need to spend their money on or not spend their money on, and the what's important in terms of what to do to get the most out of their training rather than just what they're putting into their body. Oh,
0: all good reasons. I love it. Uh, So what do do we want to start with? Do you want to start with that they're not really that important or do you want to start about what we take or do you want to talk about history of supplements?
1: Uh, Yeah, why don't we do a little uh, history lesson for people?
0: All right. So you have to understand... That since people have been competing at things, since they've been measuring performance, which effectively stretches back to the beginning of human civilization, that they have always been looking for inherent advantages and have been very keen to recognize anything that they think might help them to increase their performance, beat someone else, potentially survive of being like attacked in a war, all that kind of stuff. So the idea of supplementation is not new. Uh, and the idea of taking something to enhance your performance is also not new. And frankly, I would probably argue that the idea of some magical single thing uh, vastly enhancing your performance in some way is also not new. Like Every culture colloquially has something that'll like boost testosterone, make you more virile, make you more fertile all that stuff, none of which is actually like grounded in any kind of real science, but it's, it's a part of like cultural, cultural lore. So that idea is not new at all. Um, and I think people's willingness to believe that something is going to have an outsized effect on, on their life is also not new. Like it's just grounded in the idea of trying to get something for nothing, which is also as old as culture itself. So, uh, However, modern supplements, I think, really start to come to the fore in, you know, in terms of enhancing performance in the 20th century. So really, there's like records of people going back to the first modern Olympics in 1896 and like doing lines of cocaine and doing whatever they can do, um, to gain a performance enhancement. And in fact, what they were doing wasn't at all illegal at the time, it was fairly normal. So, you know, we really have at least 100 years of, of pretty open supplement use, when obviously that extends to today. Um, the supplement industry itself is, by all measurements, actually larger than the fitness industry, um, considerably larger. And it's because it encompasses things that don't have anything to do with fitness. like you know, multivitamins, things like that. It tends to be not regulated at all. Uh, Certainly in the U.S., it's not regulated by the FDA. So it's kind of still the Wild West. Other countries, it's regulated a little bit more closely. Um, But because of that, there's a lot of misinformation. Um, And so I think our goal maybe today, after that brief history, is uh, to, to maybe clear up Some misinformation for our people, for our listeners, and hopefully maybe start a conversation about what is worthy of investing your time and money in, in terms of supplements, and then what is like literally a complete waste of your time.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And so I think if we want to kind of discuss what we find is most helpful to us or useful in terms of supplementation uh, that we use on a daily basis, uh, would be kind of the next step so rye
0: um i in
2: the grand scheme think i generally use very little in terms of supplements uh the only thing that really comes to mind that i use is protein powder whey protein powder Um, and that's about it and that has increasingly become not even every day uh, because i think i've gotten more dialed in with um having like natural animal protein after a workout immediately rather than just going for the protein shake. But, you know, I still incorporate that a couple times a week. Um, but that's about as far as it goes for me in terms of supplements. And at the moment, I don't really feel the need for anything else because I find a lot of progress uh, in just what I do now in my current thing. So I don't need any extra caffeine or creatine or anything like that. So that's it for me.
1: Where does that take you, then, Ryan?
2: Well, the like opposite end of the Yeah, in a <laughs> relative
0: sense, I'm a much heavier user of supplements. Um, so the first one that I use when I wake up in the morning is caffeine. So caffeine is one of the most studied and one of the most effective supplements um, that you could take, or the, that is widely into use. It is a stimulant, so it is absolutely a supplement. It absolutely enhances your performance. Obviously there's some significant downsides to caffeine usage. It is addictive. You build a tolerance to it. Um, it can actually be deadly, but you have to take like caffeine pills. Like you have to be in a spot where you're, you're making really, really poor decisions. Like you're not gonna die because you drank too much coffee. you will just get get sick first. Uh, but, but usually I'll uh, drink coffee in the morning. Um, and then again, around two or three in the afternoon, I try not to consume it much past three. Uh, I do also consume whey protein powder. Whey protein powder is another one that's been extremely well studied. Uh, A lot of people, and and again, I I try to limit my consumption of it as well. Um, A lot of people look at it a little bit negatively though. They get stuck in the naturalistic fallacy of assuming that natural things are always better. Uh, In reality, whey protein uh, is absorbed better than almost all other forms of protein, including the animal protein. It is literally the gold standard. Uh, it used to be egg protein. Now it's whey protein uh, in terms of absorption. So I use that usually post-workout. Um, also use creatine cyclically. Uh, so four grams a day, every day, regardless of, of working out or not. And every uh, roughly three months, roughly every quarter, I'll cycle off. For a month Uh, and then we both uh, ryan and i both take multivitamins and that's another one that's been studied pretty heavily there's there are some people who have have negative opinions about it but they're so inexpensive they're effectively free Um, and just though our diet is quite well balanced and has a lot of fruits and vegetables and all that kind of stuff uh, it's an easy very inexpensive effortless insurance policy Um, so those are the really the big ones for me Um, used to do things like BCAAs and stuff like that, but that's just been so roundly shown to be ineffective, like a complete waste of money, uh, that I've gone away from that. Uh, try to stay away from things like pre-workout and things like that for the most part. Uh, so pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty tame. What about you?
1: So my venture with supplements has been a little bit different. Uh, but that's mainly because of my autoimmune disease. Um, So I used to use them a lot pursuant to the recommendation of my physician, Um, especially when I first began working out because I had never done it before. And so they had some current concerns about my bone density and those sorts of things. Um, So I had probably two shelves worth of every kind of vitamin (laughs) supplement that you could think of Um, over the years of developing my strength and changing my diet. It's pretty basic. Caffeine in the morning, uh, multivitamin and fish oil at night, uh, and then occasionally whey protein or casein protein, depending on when I include that in my day.
0: Let's talk a little bit about, so I'm glad you brought up casein protein. Let's talk about the difference between the two. So why would you use one and not the other in certain situations? And would one be maybe potentially inappropriate in a certain situation?
1: So whey protein, uh, I would typically do post-workout just because with our schedules and when I'm working out and when I will actually be able to eat again, uh, it's just the perfect time for me to use that. Uh, Whereas the casein protein powder, I will use at bedtime um, as my part of my last meal of the day uh, to help make me full throughout the night and not like wake up in the middle of the night with those crazy like hunger pains or wake up like just ravenous in the morning because I'm so hungry. Um, it's slowly digestive. So it helps stave that.
2: Yeah. I think the main thing with that is that casein is a lot, it's, uh, a slower absorbing protein, whereas whey is a lot faster. So, uh, like you said, the idea is to keep you full longer or to give like a kind of a slow drip of protein rather than just a, just a big wave right in the front, slow trickle over the course of a long period of time. So you wouldn't want to take casein right after you work out. Cause then it's going to be, it's throughout It's you're not getting that big hit of protein up front when you need it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good, uh, option for people. Number one, if they're having a hard time hitting their protein target and they're, say, 20 to 30 short at the end of the day, 20 to 30 grams, casein protein can be a, a great thing to have before bed. It also can be great. I have some people who, you know, work in the medical industry, like medical equipment sales. And so they're involved with surgeries potentially for very long periods of time where they can't leave. They can't like go have a snack. Certainly can't eat in an operating room. And we've talked about combining, you know, strategies of combining basically casein protein and a significant amount of fat to slow that absorption down even more so that they, even if they're stuck somewhere for 10 hours, um, they're not, number one, they're not ravenous in terms of hunger, but also that they can remain in a, in a pretty anabolic state and not fall into catabolism, uh, which obviously is, you know, if we're, we're trying to push our strength and performance and, and muscle mass and all that stuff, that's exactly what we want to do. So these things have a really good purpose. I think the the issue becomes not using them necessarily for things like that, but it's looking at, at, at these things as magic bullets or uh, to look at supplementation as a way to cover up for suboptimal lifestyle practices. So what are your guys thoughts about that have you seen people who are doing this have you seen things in the industry where it's kind of like a snake oil kind of deal what do you think uh i
2: think that there's definitely a lot of people who kind of have that idea that um supplements are like you said, kind of that magic bullet um but it's they're exactly what the word is they are to supplement everything else so they can't Inherently, they shouldn't and can't be the main part of your nutrition or your lifestyle or diet or whatever. Um, So I think at the end of the day, you just have to think of it as a supplement to supplement what the other things you're putting in your body are rather than the main thing with actual food supplementing the supplements.
1: Supplementing the supplements. Yeah, I think that that's uh, a really hard thing for a lot of people to, uh, wrap their mind around when they enter into the fitness world, because they, that's what they think about, right? Protein shakes. I have to do that in order to lift weights. Like that's, that's how I advance. That's how I can lift heavier. That's what I need in my life. And then the reality is it's not, that's why it falls under the supplement category. It's because it's there when you need it, if you need it. Uh, in addition to your normal nutrition needs.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. I saw the results of a study uh, from put out by Greg Knuckles uh, a couple of days ago where they were talking about um, finding that there was no significant difference in if you, you know, they took two groups and both of the same stuff for resistance training. And there's no difference in anabolism between people who consumed, say, a significant amount of protein in the post-workout window versus a significant amount of carbohydrate, so long as that second group consumed enough protein over the course of the day. So oftentimes, uh, as people get a little more dialed in, they become very keen on consuming a lot of protein immediately post-workout. And where there has been some indications that, that can be helpful obviously actually it looks like the most important thing is to hit your daily number and to have your consumption be spread pretty evenly and this makes sense right like if you consume protein right before working out you work out for an hour that's still in your bloodstream like it's not like gone it because you like ate it all up you know what i mean your muscles like that's not how it works so i think that's one of those things where again supplementation can be be presented as a cure-all or as like some sort of necessity, but in reality, it's just a, a piece of the puzzle and really the smallest piece of the puzzle. So what are your thoughts? You know, if somebody asks you what they should take in terms of supplementation, where do you go? Where, what's your first go-to? Is, the, is that even your first go-to? Or are we looking at other things first?
1: Uh, no, other things first. Um, I always talk with my clients about nutrition first and foremost, uh, because if you're eating like crap, no amount of supplementing with protein is is going to save you. Um, so it's, it's usually one of the last conversations that I have with a client. Uh, let's get dialed in on your nutrition. Let's get dialed in on your workout regimen, let's hit things consistently. And then if, and then we're falling short at some point, then we'll talk about supplementing.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, if we look at the two most important quote unquote supplements as being sleep and nutrition, sleep is the equivalent of like taking steroids. And so you can be all creatined out, and protein shaked up and you have, you know, this crazy pre-workout and you're doing X, Y, and Z, <clears throat> and you get, you know, five or six hours of sleep a night consistently, like you just threw it all out the window. You might as well take all that stuff and throw it out your window when you're driving because it, it isn't worth, literally isn't worth the hill of beans. So that's, that's the base bedrock of the puzzle of the whole uh system is getting enough sleep and then secondary to that we need to be looking at nutrition and not only the things that one would expect like consuming mostly whole foods and consuming fruits and vegetables and lean meats and all that kind of stuff that's all great but we also need to make sure we're consuming an appropriate amount of food like that you're consuming enough calories uh and that you're cons- that you're macronutrient balance is appropriate for your goals and for your body composition for your age etc and so there's a lot of stuff and that could be something where depending on where the person is coming in could take years to dial in right so at that point where it's not even in the conversation that we're talking about you know whether you should take creatine or not like you just need to show up and like lift weights and sleep eight hours first
1: so well, it's interesting you bring up age. Obviously, Raya is a lot younger than what we are. <laughs> and so at this point, you don't, you like you said, you don't supplement very often um, because you have things dialed in. Um, is it something that you think kind of as you grow, as you age, that that may change? Um, or do you think that like what the ab- habits that you have developed at this point will be able to sustain you to stay on that track. Uh
2: yeah, I don't really think that my plan isn't to like like as soon as I turn 22 like just like basically eat a bag of protein powder every day and just think that's enough <laughs> or just just douse myself in pre-workout. Um but I don't really see myself like necessarily using more supplements than I do right now. Um just because like especially like the first one that comes to mind is caffeine cuz both of you and the majority of adults, I would say, or people who are older than me, uh, use caffeine to an extent, at least in coffee. And I've never really felt a need to or done it. So then my goal is kind of to just keep that keep that ball rolling. Um, other than that, I don't like I don't really see any because like I, like you guys were saying, like as long as you're getting enough sleep, then really caffeine shouldn't be like you you shouldn't need it so then I mean someone can make the argument that like why do you need to drink coffee twice a day Mm -hmm. if you're getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. but on the opposite end maybe we should have a discussion too like if someone like myself or if you don't take a lot of caffeine does that mean that you should take pre-workout and you're just going to be like having the time of your life or like you're going to have the best workout of your life or is it probably
0: not a great idea I think that's a really good question. And I think the answer is, in a, in a perfect world, you would maybe save the performance enhancing element of that for when it really mattered. Like you sort of endlessly see people coming in and it's like Tuesday and they're hammering the pre-workout and you're like, you're looking at them like, what exactly are you doing that for? Like, why are you getting yourself so amped for this meaningless, like in the grand scheme of things, workout where like, like maybe take a day off? Right? If you're that beaten down, you need to hammer the pre-workout. Like, maybe that's telling you something else. And so I think you're, you're right on target. Is why don't we save the performance enhancing effect for when we're actually testing our performance? It's the idea of like, see people exercising and they get themselves super amped to do a random set on a random day in the middle of their cycle. It's like, okay, so what are you going to do when it's like actually one rep max time? Like you're so psychologically fatigued or you're so inert to your ability to like get psychological arousal. You I like can't do it anymore. Like maybe just relax and be, and try to train like a machine a little bit. And then when it's time to get super amped, like maybe that, you know, when it's when it's truly test time, then maybe do it. So I think that's, that's a great point. Yeah, I think um,
2: even if you look at, Obviously, there are a lot of professional athletes or people who are at very high levels in athletics who use um, supplements or pre workouts. But there's also a lot of um, athletes, at least in like the functional fitness space, that uh, save it for like quote unquote game day, right? So if they're the whole idea is to have that performance enhancement, then they're not necessarily using it every single day. So I think it's like if you, if the professionals aren't doing that, then there's absolutely no need for you to be hitting three c4s on your on your way in and then and then just punching a hole through the wall for your for your 75 back squat day
0: i think yeah so another element of that too kind of going back to what we were talking about at the beginning is is everything else dialed in right so if you're coming in for for two days a week of you know group program templated resistance training like let's maybe invest in getting into the gym and being a little more thoughtful with your training first and obviously if that's if that's what your family and work and life schedule allows then no worries about that then that's fantastic but you know if we're relying on kind of the false god of supplementation in lieu of you know investing in higher level coaching, in lieu of making more time to to maybe get some extra physical activity, I think we're probably missing the boat um, and in searching searching for the easy way out as opposed to you know frankly what actually gets you out quote unquote so to speak.
1: Right, and I think if you've been listening to us throughout our episodes, you know that we are big advocates for lifestyle and that you know, the gym may only be an hour or two of your day, that everything else is what matters more than anything. Like it doesn't matter if you are at 100% in the gym, even if it is two days a week, that you're giving it 100%. If at the rest of your lifestyle is at like a 20%, nothing is dialed in, you're not sleeping, you're not eating, you're not getting vitamin D, being outside drinking water, then those two days at a hundred percent is not going to get you the results that you want. So throwing any amount of supplementation to it, is not going to help either? Yeah, for sure.
0: That's it. Supplements. Can you think of any other supplements? Uh,
2: We kind of touched on BCAAs and I feel like someone's going to have the question of like, do I need to take them? And I think the, beta alanine yeah like, all that kind like of stuff. the the you t- briefly touched on it but it's um i think stuff like that you don't necessarily have to worry about as long as you're kind of consuming that well-balanced whole food diet because those all of those quote-unquote supplements are in not like naturally occurring so if you're eating enough protein throughout the day then then you don't need to take bcas and, and same thing with creatine. Creatine is naturally occurring. So you don't necessarily, like, it's not like you have zero and then
0: you take supplements so you have a ton. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, certainly, yeah, if it's things like red meat, stuff like that, you get all the creatine you actually need. I think so maybe the, the difference between thinking about some supplements as being acute, like uh, caffeine and whey protein, or maybe casein protein, and other ones as being chronic, uh, so like multi things you're going to do for a long period of time and not necessarily realize an immediate effect like creatine, fish uh, oil, yeah, fish oil, multivitamins, which are in incidentally, the ones we've talked about are the only ones that have actually, they've a you know, t- tremendous number of supplements have been studied. These are the only ones that have had actually been shown to have positive effect. So, you know, if you're taking lion's mane, you know, like there's a reason like, like it doesn't work like <laughs> just you have to just you just have to work hard like it, steroids work really well but they're illegal and they they fundamentally can harm your health but like aside from that and obviously we're not advocating that anybody do that um you know we have to understand that that the effect of these things is small for some of the some of them it's it's effectively negligible and for most of the supplements out there, the effect is at best, nothing.
1: Yeah. So I think if if you are looking to supplement in any sort of way, whether it's through pill, liquid powder, like do your research, you have the internet at your disposal, call your physician and ask, like, is it even something that you should be worried about? Or is through what you are already doing, right, eating whole foods, giving you everything that you need, then it's most likely not a necessity. And so there's really no point in wasting your money. Instead of spending $40 on a bottle of pills, buy some meat.
2: I think if you have any questions about your supplements, you can reach out. There's a combined total of like 0.75 brains here between the three of us. So we may be able to direct you in some sort of direction with your supplementation if you have any questions following this episode
0: yep that's what we're here for i love it don't spend forty dollars on magic beans spend forty dollars on meat cook it on your grill eat it lift weights get stronger it's a really simple recipe it's not rocket science that's really all you have to do we'll help you do it that's it have a good rest of the
1: day see ya Deuces.